0: Good morning, this is Paul Donovan, Chief Economist at UBS Global Wealth Management. It's seven o'clock in the morning London time on Tuesday the 26th of April. In the United States there are durable goods data for March. This is about the production of durable goods and the data remains complicated. Consumer demand for durable goods has been fading as the pandemic savings dividend has disappeared. However, there has been an extraordinary build-up of inventory across supply chains and that inventory rebuild has been supporting production. The question is whether it can continue to support production. At what point are the wholesalers and retailers warehouses full? For investment goods, there is a desire to invest in greater efficiency. Capital for labour substitution is alive and well, and replacing people with robots and touchscreens requires capital investment and therefore durable goods demand. On the other hand, a flexible working culture means that consumers use existing consumer goods to do their jobs, and there is less need for capital investment in other products by companies. The expectation is for a bounce back in the numbers today, but it is an uncertain indicator. There's also the Conference Board Consumer Confidence data for the US for April. This is not the number that is broken out by political affiliation, but it doesn't mean that political bias is absent from the data, it's just unrecorded. Higher fuel prices will have had a disproportionate impact on confidence as well, and there have been reports of consumers cutting back on demand in non-fuel areas of the economy, which suggests, if not a lack of confidence, certainly a level of dissatisfaction by consumers. US households do not like spending less money as a rule. However, the labour market remains relatively okay in the sense that jobs are available, even if real wage growth is very disappointing. A fairly stable confidence number is therefore expected by the market today. China's central bank has said that it will, quote, step up the prudent monetary policy support for small businesses affected by the latest Covid restrictions. The issue here is whether this is the most suitable policy response. As with the original pandemic in 2020, COVID has always been a fiscal policy problem more than a monetary policy problem. Pandemic restrictions mean, in effect, that governments are taking money away from consumers. If governments want to offset the negative effect of that, it is down to governments to give that money back to consumers through some kind of fiscal transfer mechanism. The problems of small businesses Should not be ignored, certainly, but the pandemic restrictions in China are a domestic demand shock for the consumer more than anything else. Meanwhile, the rise of the dollar has been getting some attention in the media. Economically, this needs to be treated with some caution. There is a tendency to interpret currency moves through the economic relationships of 50 years ago rather than the real world of today. A stronger dollar will increase commodity prices in non-dollar terms and that's clearly a problem in a number of economies at the moment however much of modern global trade takes place inside global companies rather than between countries as such and so currency fluctuations are therefore more of an internal corporate cost issue than they were in the past partly as a consequence of this Companies rarely pass on currency shifts to consumers, at least not in larger economies, and not immediately. Instead, companies set prices according to local market conditions. So the movements of the dollar are noteworthy, but this is not the 1970s. That's all for today. Have a good day.